can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics beat the Milwaukee Bucks 109-86. That is right. You heard me correct. 23-point win for the Celtics tonight. What a game it was. Gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual. Uh, Gonna talk about player of the game. Gonna go through some of the highs, some of the lows. Very little there. Uh, And talk about game three here for a little bit. Uh, But to get started, this player of the game segment has had me scratch my head for the last five minutes here. And here's why. If you break this game down into three different parts, you have three different players of the game. If you look strictly at the first half, easy Jalen Brown. If you look strictly second half, easy Jason Tatum. If you look combined, it's Grant Williams. So I'm going to start there. I'm going to give player of the game because it's a full game to Grant Williams here. This was just such a spectacular showing from him. He ended the night 21 points, third leading scorer on the team, mind you, with a team high plus 22 on the plus minus, was 7 of 14 from the field, 6 of 9 from 3, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. This was an absolutely lights out performance from Grant Williams. And one of the things that does not show up on the stat sheet is how amazing he played defensively. This was as impressive of a game as I've seen from Grant Williams ever. Not just this season, not like just ever. This is the best game Grant Williams has played as a Celtic since he's been drafted. So I'm super impressed with this. There are a couple different things that led to this tonight. And we talked about this in the last podcast. The Celtics did a lot of doubling on Giannis uh, last game, right? Tonight, one of their huge changes, one of their big adjustments, very few doubles on Giannis. Grant was a brick wall. Grant took a lot of the Giannis duties tonight. It was him and Al Horford that really stepped up defensively and played Giannis one-on-one. And that's it, right? Like, you look, Giannis really, I mean, was shut down. You looked at what he did last game compared to today. It's night and day. And it's not like he didn't get his. He still scored 28 points at the end of the day. 11 of 27, so the shots are still not falling the way that he's used to seeing them fall. But the other big difference is because we didn't double him all game long, it made it a lot harder for him to facilitate. Only seven assists tonight compared to the 12 that he had last game. Right, So this is a huge shift that Ime made today. And you got to give a lot of credit to Grant Williams for stepping up on the defensive end. Because a lot of the way this game rolled out was because of what he did on both ends of the ball. Offensively, he was lights out. 
shooting the ball at a very impressive clip. And it wasn't strictly threes. Like, he got into the lane. He made shots. He found guys for assists. Like, he was doing everything on the offensive end. And then defensively, again, was just spectacular. So you got to give the guy a ton of credit for this game. Uh, But it wasn't just him, right? Like, when you have a performance where you beat the reigning champs, Milwaukee Bucks, by 23 points, you have multiple guys step up. Tonight, Jalen Brown was the MVP of the first half. This was just a sensational first half for Jalen Brown. At the end of the... At the end of the half, he had 25 points, two rebounds, two assists, 17 points after the first quarter. But you look, Jalen Brown tonight was just unstoppable. At the end of the half, he was 9 of 10 from the field, 5 of 5 from 3. He was not missing anything. You talk about a guy stepping up in really a, a revenge game. I don't know if revenge is the right word. Clap back game, whatever you want to call it. He he struggled in game one, and we talked about it here. Only 12 points in game one. He had 17 at the end of the first quarter. Was just lights out. 11 of 18 from the field tonight. 6 of 10 from three. Uh, also chipped in five rebounds and six assists. Also two steals and a block. But the six assist is the huge piece tonight too, right? Because there was a point, again, in the first half, he had 25 points with two assists. The second half, he didn't really score a ton, only five points in the entire half. But he had four huge assists, including two for corner threes for Tatum late in the game. So Jalen Brown tonight was spectacular. Like, a lot of this season has been predicated on Jalen Brown coming out slinging to start the game. Jason Tatum finishing it off. And that was exactly what happened again tonight. You know, Jalen Brown got off to a super hot start. But Jason Tatum, final stat line, 29 points, 3 rebounds, 8 assists. 10 of 20 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3. He had 10 points at halftime. So, again... Flip what JB did on its head, and that's pretty much what you got for Tatum. He scored 19 points in the second half. Just a, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. He had, what's it, nine points in the third and another 10 in the fourth. The guy was incredible. A couple of massive, massive shots late in the game. Like I said, the wide open corner three from JB to push the lead to 15 with four minutes to go. And that was after a huge Milwaukee Bucks run. Uh, But he just kept doing it. There were a couple times in today's game where the Bucks got this down to like 14 points, 12 points even, I think, at one point in the fourth. And the Celtics responded every step of the way. Grant had a couple big shots. Tatum had a couple big shots. Jalen Brown had a big shot. Guys stepped up. But when you look at this Celtics team today, those three in particular were fantastic. Like this game was completely set on those three guys. 
And that's not to say the rest of the guys didn't step up, because I think Al Horford tonight defensively was fantastic. He chipped in another double-double, 11 points, 11 rebounds, uh, three assists, four steals, and a block. Phenomenal on the defensive end against Giannis. So Al Horford, another dial-back game where he's just making himself look like he's 25, not 35. So you have to love these types of performances from Al Horford here. And it's a great sign moving forward. Rob Williams tonight was okay. Well, I'm not going to say he was spectacular. He had a couple big plays. One uh, to put back on a Grant miss, but he also blocked Giannis late in the game with his elbow for that matter, right after he picked up his fifth foul. So after he gets his fifth foul, most people would assume Time Lord's going to become a little bit more passive on the defensive end. Nope. Time Lord goes up and blocks Giannis with his elbow in just an epic battle at the rim. And you know what? It worked. Celtics got the ball. So this right here is the Celtics playing at a high, high level. Nobody was scared. This is a game where Ime Odoka really went with a seven-man rotation. Uh, we've got the starting five. No Marcus Smart tonight, which I failed to mention in the beginning. No Marcus Smart. So Derek White came in to start today. Uh, but after that, it was Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard. Those were the seven guys. That's it. He ran a small lineup today. No Daniel Tice the entire game. Like even in garbage time, we saw Luke Cornett. Uh, we saw Fitz. No Daniel Tice. So Ime truly ran a seven-man rotation for the majority of this game. You know, again, take out garbage time minutes where a bunch of the bench guys got two minutes. That's it. We ran a seven-man rotation. And you got to give a lot of credit to some of these guys. Peyton Pritchard, I thought, played a solid game. Uh, Six points, three rebounds, three assists. Solid. Went out there, hit a couple shots, looked good, right? Guys stepped up. The big difference today is guys were just hitting shots. We talked about this at the end of last game, right? The Celtics shot 33% from the field, 36% from three. And we talked about it. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined for, I want to say it was 13 of 31, something horrible, right? Or maybe even 11 of 30. Like it was just, it was bad shooting, right? Tonight, Jason Tatum, 10 of 20, Jalen Brown, 11 of 18. Those guys turned it up. The Celtics as a team shot 48%, 46.5% from three. This is the difference in this game, right? The Celtics came out to play. We need guys stepping up. We need guys hitting shots. They did it tonight. And that's all you can ask for. Another thing that we talked about a lot last game was the fact that Milwaukee scored 28 points on our 18 turnovers, while the Celtics forced 18 turnovers but only scored six. Tonight, flip it. 
Celtics scored 24 points off of their 17 turnovers. They only scored 17 off of our 16. We still turned the ball over too much. Uh, so we'll talk about that in the second half. But the Celtics took advantage of the turnovers and we limited the amount that the Bucks got off of us. Giving up 28 points off of turnovers in the last game is huge. And I don't know who brought it up earlier. It might have been Scal during the pregame. It's like pouring gasoline on a fire, right? If you're playing bad and you're turning the ball over, giving up uncontested or even contested transition points off of those turnovers is just fueling the fire. It's giving them all the momentum they need. Tonight, didn't do it. Again, 17 points off turnovers. It's not like they didn't get anything. But the Celtics limited it. And that's what you need. You got to give this team credit for pulling through in this win. uh, Because this is an all-time game. Right when everybody was starting to doubt the Celtics, and deservedly so, it was a a brutal game. One of the worst offensive performances we've seen in a long time. And then, to add to the mix, Marcus Smart goes down, does not play today at all. This is a huge statement victory. So you love, love to see this from this Celtics team. Uh, With that being said, this isn't all great. A lot of it is fantastic, right? You talk about Celtics battling through a couple of tough stretches for the Bucs when they brought this game close. The Celtics responded. But in order for the Bucs to go out on those runs, there needed to be things that were wrong. And I want to talk about them. Before we dive into some of the negatives here, we'll keep that section short. want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I want to tell you a little bit about my favorite sponsor, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Greens Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is, all Venture Greens Nutrition products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States and extensively third-party tested for quality. 
Check them out at adventuregreensnutrition.com and use this special promo code for a discount off your purchase. So let's dive into some negatives here. Uh, At the end of the day, this is a beautiful game, right? But in order for the rest of the series to go that way also, we need to button up a couple things. And I want to start by saying, with no Marcus Smart tonight, it puts the Celtics behind the eight ball to start. However, looking towards game three here, we have uh, a good little rest. We don't play again till Saturday night, right? So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. The reason that is so important is the fact that with no Marcus Smart, we are stuck with Derek White. And the reason that this is important is because Derek White, this series, has been bad. And tonight was no exception. Total stat line tonight, zero points, four rebounds, five assists, a steal, two turnovers, 0 of 6 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. I have been very much on the Derek White train. I have been giving him a lot of credit because... I think he brings a lot more positives than negatives. He's making the right plays most of the time, uh, but he has just been bad offensively, like really bad offensively. And you look, the stats, the plus minus shows something a little bit different. He actually led the team. He, well, he tied with Grant Williams with a plus 22 on plus minus. So the stats show that he's, the team is playing well when he's out there. However, he has not really done much to contribute. And that part is super frustrating to me because I very much love what Derek White has done for this team uh, in the sense that he's making the right plays, he's finding guys, and that he's not the ball stopper that Schroeder was. This this actually popped up as a comment on our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Someone was saying that we're going to be a little upset that we got rid of Schroeder and brought this guy in. Obviously, it wasn't the same trade. We didn't bring in White for Schroeder, but I was so against Schroeder. And you can go back and listen to these podcasts as much as you want. Uh, I was all for the Schroeder trade. I talked about it for months leading up to the deadline. Uh, I loved that we were able to get Schroeder. I thought it was a great offseason acquisition, especially for the money. But I did not see him here long term, and I wanted him gone. And then as soon as he left, we saw the offense take it like with a little uptick, right? Because nobody was rolling the ball up the floor. Guys were sprinting to their spots. And defensively, there was no weak link. You couldn't say the same thing with Schroeder out there. So Derek White very much fit into this team seamlessly, right? But offensively, when you don't have a guy that can go out and create his shot, that's tough. Like you would have liked to have seen Derek White come in here and provide a little bit of floor spacing. It's not really the case. And you can kind of see that... Ime Odoka is starting to to maybe lose a little bit of trust in him. This is a game with no Marcus Smart 
And Derek White only goes out and plays 28 minutes. You know, Peyton Pritchard went out there, played 24. So in a game where we're really limited to two guards with Peyton Pritchard and Derek White, you would assume that Derek White gets a lot of minutes in this game. Riley, you've got Jason Tatum with 43 minutes. Al Horford, 37. Jalen Brown, 38. Derek White, only 28 minutes. Right? And this is a this is a series where, you know, there's plenty of opportunity for him to play. Right? Like, Robert Williams only played 25 minutes. That was sort of because he was in foul trouble. But it was also because Grant Williams played spectacular. Peyton Pritchard, while he didn't play bad, was not spectacular, right? Like, this is very much a game where Derek White should have earned more minutes, but he didn't. That part, to me, super frustrating. Super frustrating. Uh, But looking at the rest of the game, there there aren't a lot of negatives to take from this. In the third quarter, we were outscored 26-18. And the offense, pretty stale. Pretty stale for that entire quarter for the most part, right? Like you look at the way that the Celtics put together scoring, uh, 32 points in the first, 33 in the second, 26 in the fourth, but only 18. A lot of it was really due to the fact that JB, after going lights out in the first quarter, really didn't get his shot to fall. Actually went the entire quarter uh, without scoring. And he was a huge part, obviously, of the offense. Uh, He scored 25 of the, what do we score in the first half? 65. He scored 25 of the 65 in the first half. So he was a huge focal point of our offense at the beginning. Uh, He had a, he struggled. I think he was 0 for 5, I want to say, in that third quarter. Uh, So it was tough. It wasn't a, wasn't a great, quarter for him uh, but you look at the rest of the guys not much was falling threes weren't falling the offense really kind of went stagnant there wasn't a ton of assists uh, but the Celtics pulled it together in the fourth but this Milwaukee Bucks team is a completely different animal than Brooklyn I know we've talked about this already this is not a team where you can go out and lay an egg in a quarter and expect to win Obviously, today was a different circumstance because the Celtics just went nuclear on every aspect of the game. Defensively, they were phenomenal. Offensively, the other three quarters were incredible. Like, despite us only scoring 18 points in the third quarter and really not shooting well, we still ended up 48% from the field, 47% from three. Those are incredible numbers, right? So the Celtics need to make this a focus. The, the way that they made all of these three-point shots tonight versus last game is the fact that they were so aggressive driving. They were so aggressive with multiple guys getting into the paint on each possession. It wasn't just a simple drive and dish and shoot. It was guys driving, dishing, finding a guy who then cut towards the rim and found someone else for an even more wide open three. 
So guys were making the right plays over and over and over. And the big difference between today and last game was the guys were actually hitting shots, right? A lot can be said about offense coming from hitting shots. I know that's the dumbest statement in the world and that there is no offense if guys aren't hitting shots, but that's what it comes down to, right? Last game was just a historically bad shooting performance from the Celtics, like historically bad. I don't think there's going to be another circumstance, another game where the Jays, you know, one of the best duos in the NBA are going to shoot 30% from the field combined, right? It's an aberration. It shouldn't happen, right? So this is a game where they battled back. They bounced back. They made things happen. And you love to see that for this team. Looking forward to game three here, you've got a lot of days rest. And for the Celtics, that is huge. And this is why. Jalen Brown still grabbed his hamstring a couple times tonight. Probably three, four times. I noticed it. A bunch of people tweeted about it. So he's struggling. Like the hamstring, while he came out super hot in the first half, you could tell in the second half he wasn't 100% himself. So that hamstring, he now has three days to rest. Al Horford tonight. Big minutes, 37 minutes tonight, 35 years old. He can use some rest. Give him some time off. But more importantly here, Marcus Smart now has another three days where he gets to kind of relax for a little bit, right? Like this is almost an entire week for him to just get right, right? The last game was obviously on Sunday. Next game's not until Saturday. That is six days for Marcus Smart to really recover. And they talked about his injury uh, on the pregame today. And the part that's a little bit alarming, concerning for some people, for most people, I would say, is the fact that he's not he's not better at all. Like it was worse, it was worse today. He was in more pain today than he was yesterday. That's not a good thing. Quad injuries are tough. So getting him another three days rest could be huge. Ime Doka did talk about the fact that he's not expecting it to be a long-term injury. Uh, and he's hoping for him to come back uh, by game three. So these are all huge things. Huge things for the Celtics. But that's where we're going to wrap things up. This is a phenomenal win. 23-point win. 109-86. Uh, over the Milwaukee Bucks in game two here to tie the series at 1-1. And we've got an an exciting game three lined up here. Let's see if the Celtics can reclaim home court advantage and take a game on the road. Uh, If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And if you haven't done so already, Make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Everything helps. Uh, The more ratings, the more reviews, the higher up I go when people are searching for Celtics podcasts. So everything helps. Have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.